And good evening, Hampton Roads, Tidewater Region. Good evening, North Carolina and Internet listeners everywhere. Welcome to tonight's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You're listening to us on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial here in Hampton Roads. You're also listening to us at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com on the Internet. As always, we are here to break down, discuss, and offer insight into the dynamics of marriage and family relationships. We're just going to deal with the dynamics of relationships and what makes you tick in relationships. And that's our mission, to help restore, rebuild, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. This is Christmas Eve, and tis the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature is staring, not even a mouse. That's because everyone is by their radios listening to Marriage and Family Clinic. Welcome aboard. I do want to take a moment and wish everyone a very, very merry, God-blessed Christmas. And I hope and pray that God blesses you with all that he has in his heart for you. And even if it's not what you want, because it's from God, it's a blessing anyhow. So I pray that God blesses you real good. And I do hope and pray that everyone listening will find someone else to share the Lord's blessings with. Don't just be blessed by yourself, but share the Lord's blessings with someone else. Because there is no shortage of people who are hurting or who are in trouble. So, live the true meaning of Christmas and make sure you're loving someone with the love of the Lord. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I started a multi-week series on men and men's issues. And last week, I presented what I thought was a valuable lesson on raising boys. Uh, I'm not done with that series by any stretch of the imagination. I'm going to continue in the series on men's issues. But tonight, I want to pause to talk about this holiday called Christmas. I just want to share... Uh, some things about Christmas that I've observed because there's some things that go with Christmas and there's some things that don't go with Christmas. We've put some things in Christmas that don't belong, kept some things out of Christmas that do belong. And I just want to talk about it uh, uh, for a few minutes on tonight, if you don't mind. And as always, I want to make something abundantly clear. And every time we take up a topic here, I always begin by making something abundantly clear so that there is no ambiguity about where I stand on certain issues. And where Christmas is concerned, I want to make it abundantly clear that in my heart, in my mind, in my humble opinion, Christmas is all about celebrating the birth of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Christmas is all about celebrating how God met our need for reconciliation with Him by becoming one of us. Yeah, that's right. God wanted us right with Him. And in order to make us right with Him and help us get right with Him, He became one of us in the form of His Son, Jesus. And that's who Jesus is. He's God who became one of us. Jesus' birthday is not literally December 25th, but we do take a while on this day, on the 25th of December, uh, we take a while to take note of something like we do on no other day, and we pause and we revere the love of God given to us in the person of Jesus, and we share the love of God that was given to us with others. So please, Let's focus our energy, strengths, and resources on the true reason for the season, that is Jesus Christ and the love of God. 
You know, there's a Christmas song that I listen to often. Sometimes I listen to it all during the year. But uh, it's by John P. Key. And uh, John P. Key recorded the song several years ago. And the song had a nice beat and a nice tune to it, as most of John P. Key's music does. Uh, but the song said, Christmas time is here again. Everybody's spreading cheer to family and friends. And the second verse says, Everybody's buying gifts for all of their loved ones. People spending time, everybody's having fun. And this is what I like about it. He says, fun to me is having you in my life. But the context then uh, of the song and that particular sentence, fun to me is having you in my life, uh, he's talking about Jesus. When he, he, John P. Key is saying, fun to me is having Jesus in my life. And when he says that, he, he's talking about Jesus, no doubt, because he even capitalizes you in the song which is a reference to Jesus. The song is saying that the basis of all the celebrating, gift-giving, and coming together is the joy and the peace that's brought to us through the birth of Jesus Christ. He became one of us. And, and, and I know it sounds strange and you may not understand it. It doesn't change the truth of it. But it's so very, very worth celebrating. The fact that God became one of us in the form of His Son, Jesus Christ. He became one of us. Uh, uh, the true basis of our celebrating, the true basis of our gift-giving and coming together is Jesus, God became one of us in Jesus Christ, you know, and and are you persuaded by that in your gift giving and celebrating, or are you persuaded and motivated by something else? And when I look around our world, when I look at our country, when I look at what's going on in this season of the year, <clears throat> look at the commercialism and and the hoarding of, of things and gifts and money and so forth and so on. People going into debt. When I look around, it does not appear that the birth of Jesus and Jesus reconciling us to God is really the basic motivation for all that we see, hear, and feel at Christmas time. So either Jesus born in a manger, the Son of God, God becoming one of us, that's your motivation, or something else is your motivation. And I'm simply saying that by the looks of things, it appears that something else very well may be our motivation. And I would like to present a few thoughts to you tonight that I hope will prick some minds, prick some hearts, and, and just get us to thinking a little bit. Think for a day or two, a week or a month. Just think about what it is we have going on and what we're doing. The holidays bring about a lot of stress to a lot of people. Well, let me rephrase that. A whole lot of people choose to be stressed during the holidays. Coming together with friends and family is supposed to be joyous and refreshing, yet it becomes an unbearable chore because we work so hard to pull off the perfect Christmas gathering, trying to impress family and friends, that when, we, when, when something doesn't go the way that we want it to, and, and something will always go another way, 
But we, when something doesn't go the way that we want it to or the way that we set it up or the way that we planned it in this time when we're trying to pull off the perfect Christmas setting, it, we interpret that as ruining the Christmas gathering. And then after we work like a dog to present what we want to be the perfect Christmas gathering, we complain about all the work we had to do. We forget that it was our choice to have the gathering and to do all the work that we did. What is this all about? Well, the experience that so many people have during the holidays is the opposite of the experience that the holidays are meant to bring. And it's not the holidays that brings the stress. It's all about people's choices that bring stress to their lives. We choose to spend more money than we should. We choose to go in debt. You, some people know in January, February, and March that they're going to go in debt in October, November, and December. That's our choice. We choose to invite more people than we can handle. We choose to go in debt buying gifts. We choose to have the dinner at our house every year and complain when people come. We complain when people don't come. We choose. So the stress that so many people experience at Christmas time and the whole holiday season, it's all about the choices they make. And people's choices are heavily impacted by their values. And this is going to get important here. I need you to listen. The stress that we experience, if there are hard times uh, uh, for most people during the holiday season, during Christmas season, during Christmas time, if there is a lot of stress, and, and statistics say that that's the most stressful time of the year, most of it is a result of the choices we make. And the choices we make are heavily impacted. As a matter of fact, the choices we make are determined by our values. Our values actually motivate unwise choices because we place too much value on the wrong things. Let me say that again. Our values motivate unwise choice. It's just unwise to go into debt buying gifts. For Christmas, if you don't have the money, it's unwise for you to borrow money from your future to give gifts today. Why? Because we value appearances more than we value reality. We value surface emotions more than we value the deeper substance of living. We want to look the part. We want to act the part. We want to appear to be the part rather than actually be the part. We value appearance more than we value reality. We value surface emotions more than we value the substance, the real substance of true relationships. So then, our stress is the result of trying to keep up and present a certain appearance rather than being who we truly are and presenting what we have as our best. And that's why I love my favorite Christmas song is The Little Drummer Boy. The Little Drummer Boy says, I don't have anything better to give than to play a song for you on my drum. That's all I got. 
and according to the song, That Made Jesus Smile. You know, if all we have is just a little gift, maybe it's a little something we make with our hands, maybe it's something that we piece together, if that's the best that we have and we give it from our hearts, we're pleasing Jesus. And if the one to whom we give the gift to and the gift came from our heart, if they don't appreciate it, that's their problem. But we should not make unwise decisions. We should not make unwise choices because we're trying to keep up appearances. Hmm. Because we value appearance, we'll go into debt to buy gifts to make people think that we're better off than we really, truly are. My wife and I were riding through a pretty affluent neighborhood on last night. <laughs> I can't afford to live there. And I said to my wife, I wonder how many of these people are really, truly as well off as they appear to be. And I'm not pronouncing anything on anybody, but you really can't tell what's going on inside the house by looking at the glimmer of the outside of the house. There very well may be a good number of people who are house poor. They have the house, but that's about all that they have. But they have the appearance of doing well. You'd be surprised at the number of people who gave other people gifts and would still be paying the credit card bill for those gifts when they pop firecrackers on the 4th of July. When they celebrate Halloween, if you do that, I don't do Halloween, but whatever the case may be, you understand what I'm saying. People are still going to be paying for those gifts on their credit card bills for the remainder of next year until they decide to go in debt again to do it all over. The Christmas holiday is meant to promote and push values like gratitude and thankfulness and sharing and caring and sacrifice and kindness and tolerance and if I think about it, I can come up with a whole lot more values that the Christmas holiday season is meant to promote and push. And, and you know, when I look at it, when I look at it, there's something really mysterious about Christmas that causes us, it causes us to do things that we don't ordinarily do for the remainder of the year. There's something mysterious about Christmas. It causes us to leave larger tips than usual at the restaurant. It causes us to give more to charity. It causes us to be more tolerable of people's mistakes. Uh, there's something mysterious about Christmas. It causes us to be more lenient when people hurt us and offend us. There's something mysterious about Christmas that causes us to go the extra mile for people. It causes us to look deeper into a person rather than just take what they say or take what they do or even just take how they look on the outside at face value. If there is such a thing as the Christmas spirit, this is what it means. The Christmas spirit is that mysteriousness. And I know I'm making up a word here. If anybody knows me out there, you know I make up a word to fit the situation. But the Christmas spirit is that mysteriousness of the season that invades our hearts and makes us reach out in special ways to our fellow man. The mysteriousness about the Christmas spirit is born out of the mysteriousness of the birth of Jesus. That night, that little Christ child was born in that manger. It's a mystery how God sent himself in the form of a little baby, born in a manger, 
no room in the end. You know the story. That's where the mysteriousness of the Christmas season originates. We can't figure it out. But something so seriously happened on that night, it affected the rest of time. The Christmas spirit is all about the eternal impact that Jesus made coming to us. An impact that has mysteriously persuaded us to act in unusual ways to impact somebody else's life in a powerful way. That's the Christmas spirit. That's what it is. And yet so many people experience more stress than ever during the holidays because they espouse and they hold values that are actually the opposite values of what I've described here. Those values of caring and sharing and loving and forgiving and, 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 and extending care and reaching out and kindness and tolerance, those values. What we end up doing during the Christmas season is living out values that are opposite of those values. If your experience around Christmas time is stressful, you need to examine your values. You really truly need to examine your values. Let me pause for a station break right here and just remind you that you're listening to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You're listening to us in Hampton Roads on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. You can also find us at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com on the internet. As always, I'm reaching out to you. I need to hear from you. C.D. Hodges at Hotmail.com. Hey, if you ever thought about sending me a Christmas gift, a uh, nice donation would be fine, of course, but do me a big favor. If you want to give me a Christmas gift, send me an email. Let me know if this broadcast is doing you any good. Let me know if it means anything to you. Let me know if I'm wasting my time. Let me know if you have a subject you'd like for me to cover in this also. You can send that email to C.D. Hodges at Hotmail.com. All right? Listen, uh, uh, so don't espouse the values opposite of the real values that we should espouse during the Christmas season. And if you, ex if you experience more stress around Christmas time than you're used to the remainder of the year, you just need to look at your values. You need to be honest and upfront with yourself. Nobody else, but be honest and upfront with yourself. What is it that you really want to accomplish what impact do you really want to have? What do you really want to be known as? Who do you really want to be known as? I recently learned that Erwin W. Lutzer, don't have a clue who he is, but he wrote a book titled Hitler's Cross. I was looking around and, and I saw this. The book examined how the church in Germany responded to the Nazi agenda for Germany. And I want to read just a paragraph from that book. Here's a paragraph from the book. Uh, uh, Hitler's cross. Since Germans had for centuries celebrated Christmas and Easter, Hitler has had to reinterpret their meaning. Christmas was turned into a totally pagan festival. In fact, at least for the SS troops, its date was changed to December 21st, the date of the winter solstice. Carols and nativity plays were banned from the schools in 1938, and even the name Christmas was changed to Yuletide. 
Crucifixes were eliminated from the classrooms, and Easter was turned into a holiday that heralded the arrival of spring. So why bother reading this paragraph to you? Why bother saying this to you? Well, if you pay attention, if you look closely at our nation, we can see some of those same things occurring right here in the good old U.S. of A. To the far right, I am not hesitant to tell you that this is a spiritual assault on all things holy, including Christmas. This is a demonic motivated spiritual assault on all things holy. I don't mind telling you that. And this assault gets a lot of help. And this assault on Christmas gains a lot of ground and a lot of traction when those of us who believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ become distracted from the real reason for the season as a result of misplaced values. The same thing that happened in Germany in the 1930s can happen here if we do not hold to the real values and the real true meaning of Christmas. Listen, if we want Christmas to be, or if we want Christmas to continue to be the life-changing, life-impacting, heartwarming, difference-making, joy-filled, people-loving, Jesus-celebrating season that we look forward to all year long, then it is imperative that we examine our values and get a hold of ourselves. The stress people experience is a symptom of the real problem. And the real problem is misplaced values. If you want to make sure that you are not negatively impacted by stress during this season, by stress because of your choices, then you need a strategy for making choices that line up with true values. This is how you have a joyful and successful Christmas and holiday season. First of all, begin by seriously reassessing your values. What does Christmas mean to you? What true message do you want to send at Christmas time? How will your Christmas activities reflect the birth of Jesus Christ? Jesus was born as a child to experience the joys and pains of being human. Jesus was born as a child so he could grow into a man who would heal the sick, deliver the bound, set the captive free, roll burdens away. But listen, check out your values. Whose burdens have you rolled away lately? Uh, uh, Isaiah 40 says, every valley shall be exalted, every mountain, hill made low, the crooked place made straight, rough places made plain. Uh, the question for us tonight, according to your values, according to how you live out your valleys, your values, whose valley have you exalted? Whose mountain uh, have you made low? Whose crooked place have you made straight? Whose rough place have you made plain? I tell you again, there is no shortage of hurting people in this world in our community, in our neighborhoods, on our jobs? Does the manner in which you live your values demonstrate your celebration of and faith in the Christ child? Here's something important that you can do to check your values. Instead of going in debt spending money you don't have, set a Christmas budget at the beginning of the year. Honestly, look at your finances. And if you have something left over, then put it in a Christmas fund. If you can stick a few dollars here and there in a Christmas fund, then that's how you take care of spending for Christmas. And then plan all year long to do something meaningful for someone else. Make a meaningful difference in someone else's life. That's the true meaning of Christmas. 
you know, we love the lights, we love the trees, and, and I'm not going to get into the, the uh, uh, significance of the Christmas tree, anything like that. Put a tree up if you like, but live out the true meaning of Christmas. Honestly, look at your finances. If you can afford to put something up for Christmas, then put something up for Christmas. But I tell you one thing, you are definitely in a sinking ship if you're still paying for last year's gifts this Christmas. And if you have spent so much this Christmas that you're going to be paying for it next Thanksgiving, you're in a sinking ship. You're going to sink. I'm guaranteeing you are definitely going to sink. And if you're really serious about checking your values, and if you're serious about passing the right values on to your children, and here's where we really make the difference. We've got to pass it on to our children. There is hope for follow-on generations. There is hope for the generations after us. Our hope is in passing truth on to our children. And if you're really serious about checking your values, then get serious about passing right and true values on to your children. And if you want to pass right and true values on to your children, then involve your children in mission and charity work. Involve your children in mission and charity work. Whatever you say about President Obama, uh, liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, I, I don't even, I'm not into politics. I don't claim a party, anything like that. But one thing I liked about President Obama, he had his whole family serving food at shelters on Thanksgiving and Christmas. I don't know if he did it from his heart or not, or if he did it for a show. That's actually irrelevant. But what I commend and what I applaud is that the man had his whole family serving others who were not as fortunate as they were at Christmas time. You want to make a difference in our world? You want to live the real, true meaning of Christmas? Then take your children out, not only at Christmas time, but all during the year. Take your children out and train them to do for others. Train them to serve people who are less fortunate. Train them to lend a hand up to people who don't have it as well as they do. Train your children to serve their fellow man. I don't know what happened to John F. Kennedy's slogan, ask not what your country can do for you, but what, what you can do for your country. I wonder whatever happened to that mantra. Because today it is certainly more popular not only to ask what your country to, can do for you, but to stand in the public square and demand that your country does for you. Listen, I'm going to go out on a limb here and upset some people, do whatever the case may be. But you know what? It's a blessing to live in this country. It's a blessing to live in the United States of America with all of its problems, all of its ills, whatever the case may be. It's a blessing to be here. I wouldn't want to live any other place in the world. I wouldn't want to have it any other way. We're going to improve it. We're going to work on it. It's our responsibility, but it's a blessing to be here. Teach your children that it's a blessing to be here. Teach your children to serve somebody else. If you really true about living the real meaning of Christmas, check your values. 
And when you check your values, pass on true values to your children. Listen, the important, the important thing is that he was out there doing it, his wife and his daughters with him, and that reflected his values. If you believe that Christmas is about helping others and sharing, then what is it about your life that says this is true? Why do we look forward to December so we can get into the Christmas spirit? Why do we long for the Christmas spirit? It seems as if we're saying we can't get into the Christmas spirit until December. Well, here's an idea for you. If Christmas and the Christmas spirit are that important, if Christmas and the Christmas spirit mean that much to us, or if they're that meaningful, then why do we ever get out of the Christmas spirit? Here's an idea for you. Why not just stay in the Christmas spirit all year long? Let's quit waiting until December to get in the Christmas spirit. We know the real meaning of Christmas. We know the true reason for the season. And when you know the true reason for the season, you cannot get out of the Christmas spirit. The only way you can be true to Jesus is remain in the Christmas spirit all year round. Why should we ever get out of the Christmas spirit? Let's maintain the Christmas spirit all year round. And quite honestly, I wonder what our world would become. I wonder what our nation would become if we remained in the Christmas spirit. Hey, listen, I'm just about out of time here. Uh, my time is all gone, but I appreciate you being with us tonight on Marriage and Family Clinic. As always, you listen to us in Hampton Roads on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. Also find us on the internet, www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. Hey, again, Reach out to me. Email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Inbox me on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. Uh, if you want to hear this broadcast or any others from the past, you can always find us on iTunes, the C.D. Hodges podcast, or tap on that little purple podcast icon on your smart device and search the C.D. Hodges podcast. You'll find us there. Uh, remember... Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and my prayers for the happiest and most prosperous New Year. May next year, 2020, be the best year you've ever had in your life. I pray that God blesses you with everything. And remember above all that you can't have peace until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.